Oh, good. What day is it? Wednesday. It's Wednesday, the tenth of April. I don't know why I'm telling you what day it is. It's gone really, really quickly. Like all I know is I'm getting on a plane later on. I go to Korea for a seminar today. Yeah, tonight after classes, pack and go. Um, so yeah, welcome to the Base Re Podcast, the second podcast since we've officially called it the Base Re Podcast. Yeah, and it's been getting a lot of good traction in the gym. So much clarity on what we're doing now. So much. We actually know what to call ourselves. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Craig and I'm here with Simon Jones. Drinking coffee and I just ate some really good tacos. I can't tell you where it's from, but we're drinking really good coffee right now. It's mystery coffee and it's pretty damn good. I think I made you the Brazil one. This is my third cup a day. Same. I, um, I try, I've been trying to restrain myself to one a day. Um, one a day? One coffee a day. Why, how are you on three then? Well, I'm trying to oh, okay. get myself to one a day. <laughs> See, three is my limit, but it's it's I need to kind of go in with, uh, like for me, it's like, hey, if I've got good quality or I'm making it home, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'll stick to. Well, that's the reason it's quality control because if I'm like, oh, I'm, I'll punch out two, three, four coffees a day, then I'll just be like, yeah, I'm out. I'll grab a coffee, I'll grab a coffee, I'll grab a coffee. Whereas if I'm like, I'm only allowed one a day. I'll yeah. make sure it's a good coffee. Yeah. That I'll aeropress it, or I'll take the time to make it, or I'll go somewhere that's got a nice coffee, and I won't waste my time and money buying shitty coffee because I only get one. I don't want to waste it. I was just thinking, we, if we had, you know, we got this mystery coffee going on. Potentially, you might be listening, but we can maybe do a base three blend. Just saying. I think that's already happened. Oh yeah. I think. Well, no. This is you said this is a Brazilian one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I think it's already going to happen. I think okay. it's already in the works. Base three beans. Base three beans. B3B. B3B. <laughs> Sounds like something from Star Wars. <laughs> a little robot that runs around making coffee. Oh, imagine that, like an R2-D2. That was a coffee machine just falling around the gym. Spinning like grinding up. coffee, spinning a coffee. That would not work for my one-a-day goal. Yeah. Um, well, um, we kind of, I thought maybe we, we would change things up a little bit. And um, I know posture. Craig is... <laughs> Posture too, posture shit. Uh, but yes, we'll change things up a little bit. And then uh, I know Craig's been interviewing uh, Kara and Adam and stuff like that. So I thought I would kind of turn the tables a bit and uh, interview Craig and kind of dig into see what makes him tick. And we'll see we'll see where it goes. But a lot of it is kind of his his, his thought process and things. But um, the first thing I really wanted to kind of dig into because Craig and I have gone way back. I think we've known each other for over half our lives. Um, pretty much like we were in the fitness industry together, um, having fun, making mistakes, learning everything on the go. Like we're both the same. We never went to university or college. We just kind of went, let's throw ourselves in the deep end and see what happens. And my opinion, I think Craig's done awesome things from just developing as a, uh, as a trainer in, uh, in our early fitness first days and then kind of transitioning. Not even a trainer, just like a gym boy. Yeah. The red shirt, red yeah, shirt the fitness, fitness instructor. Hey, so I did my time. Just Put the dumbbells back, clean the, clean the kit. Can I get a sport bro? Yeah, man. That's how, that's how it needs to be. I think going in the deep end and just doing that that way and just kind of see how things tick. I think starting from the bottom and working way up is awesome. It's what it makes me laugh when you see people like nowadays. It's like, oh, yeah, I, 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 I read something today. Someone was like, yeah, I've been coaching CrossFit for two years now. Um, two years ago, I was doing like this. I was like, in a, I was in finance or whatever and I changed careers. I was like, I picked people shit up off the floor for three years straight. 
But don't talk to me about six days a week. Yeah, there's no two day weekends. No, and I think I don't, you know. I think we we're we're quite highly uh, opinionated on it. It's just like you know, just put in the graph. Like you know, we've coached so many fucking hours and coached so many different people, and it's just like it, it was just the best way to learn being in that environment. Did you ever say things like someone asks you, "Oh, I need to work on this. How do I get better at this?" And you're like, "Well, I found this is a really good way to do something." Um, and then you went, well, how do you do a reflect on how do I know that? Where did I learn the information? Yeah. How did I acquire that knowledge? And nine times out of 10, it's me speaking to someone else. And half of those times, it's me speaking to someone else. Whilst I was working in the gym, speaking to people that I've been exercising their whole life. Um, there's a, I remember a guy like, I don't do much bodybuilding now, but I remember, and I remember this really specifically. And he's, he was quite a quiet guy, huge guy, but quite a quiet guy in the gym. One day, made me jump into a workout with him. And we're doing like overhead extensions. And at the end, he was like, turn your palm all the way out. And I was like, oh, that burns. Like loads more. And it's just little things like that, which yeah. you would never learn yeah. on a PT course, on yeah. a two-day PT course. Like you go and do your PT level one or whatever, or level three, whatever it is. Yeah. And you would never learn that stuff. But just of years and years of being in the thick of the industry and like speaking to people who've training done it wisdom. for years. Yeah, yeah training wisdom. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, and um, and that just takes time to acquire. You almost have to steal it from people because it's just because they just want to share that. But being in the, the like you know the start of the fitness industry and then transitioning over to the, the CrossFit sort, sort of world, and I still remember like it always kind of sinks in my brain. You doing Fran in a like in a tennis court door, which like I think this story comes up every episode. Pretty much, <laughs> it's important. It's iconic. Um, you know, we used to watch. I used to. Well, we both used to. We used to watch the old school CrossFit videos. Uh, and it was just like, you know, to bat, bottom to bottom to bat a squat or yeah. like old school grace. And like for me, like that video, you doing Fran summer heat, 45 degrees with a pull up bar, which is like, like you have to monkey with it. Microphone. Oh my God. It's insane. And it was just like, and you were just, and you just crushed it. And I thought that was awesome. But then, you know, transitioning to that and like what you built now with base three and, you know, you got a whole crew, like almost like a little family run thing. And it's just, it's been so cool to see you go from like, strength to strength over the years and build an awesome community that just like literally will blind you, follow you anywhere. And it's, it's been really cool to see that growth from you and the people that have been kind of hanging around with you. So a lot of it, like I, I, it's just thanks for all the awesomeness you've provided. And, and for me, I just feel like this is just the start of some pretty awesome things. And um, when you put it like that, it's, it's pretty cool to sit and reflect on it. Like we're just throwing around really yeah. shitty barbells in basketball courts to be able to train with hundreds of people a day. It's, yeah. It is pretty cool. Yeah, and, and you kind of see the state of what, you know, CrossFit gyms are or functional fitness gyms are like now. And it's just like, I mean, just remember the old school days. And it's, I think I think I, that's a, a cool testament. Cool, man. Um, now, so one thing, if you don't really know Craig, and normally he puts it on Instagram and his stories, and it's kind of a, uh, I get very jealous because I don't have a barbecue. Um, but oh. him and uh, barbecue porn, and like, on, honest to God, it, and Annetta told me this the other day. So the best taco she's ever had, the best one. And she was like, "Can you can you steal? Can you ask Craig for the recipe of how he does it and everything?" So I will I will happily share everything I know. I've I've done this on multiple occasions where I've coached people through cooking a brisket like uh, at this time check the temperature it needs to sure. be this and i'm not the best i know people that i know people here that are much more experienced than yeah. me but i'm happy to share them with you aaron in here that'd be a fun, <laughs> fun talk exactly aaron <laughs> aaron's aaron's a geek freak too yeah. but 
Um, I've just done like lots of them and learned. So I'm happy. And I'm like the brisket whisperer is just like, it needs to be this. It needs to be this. But it just kind of makes me laugh. And people are like, can you tell me the recipe? It's just like, there's no real recipe. It's I don't, it's, it's, so I was explaining to someone this morning that um, if I wasn't in fitness, I'd want to be in some sort of food. Okay. Uh, like restaurant or coffee business. Because I love the little tweaks you can make to change something for the better, like coffee. Like how long do you steep it for? How fine is the grind? How much ratio of water to coffee have you used? There's all these variables that you can make or improve the product. Agreed. Same with brisket. If you like, how long can I leave this one on for and keep it below this temperature? How long do I wrap it and cool it for? How early before I cook it do I inject it? How much uh, proportions of the salt to the pepper do you put in the rub and all these things is like it's like a science and it's uh, and it's just like training that's what i love about training it's like okay if we do this workout and we do these intervals for this long with this much rest between that will give us this effect okay next time we do it if we shorten the rest and increase the rounds how much worse does it get yeah um or better is the result so and that's i feel the same way about coffee and i feel the same way about barbecue and they're my two things that might you know you get uh there's a priorities question, and one of the questions is, um, what topic gets you the most excited when you talk about mm-hmm. it? My three things are, are fitness-specifically talking about program workouts, yeah. barbecue, and coffee, which you can probably tell because I've just talked four minutes straight about those two <laughs> subjects. <laughs> no, but and that's, and that's amazing. I like you and me agree in, in those terms, and like coffee is is a, is a huge part of my life. I'm like my. Well, our apartment now is starting to turn into like a small little coffee shop. We have an air press, a V60. I still manually grind the coffee just because like we got a big uh, mechanical grinder, but it just doesn't taste the same. So I'm there grinding that coffee two minutes every day, maybe multiple times a day. And it's just, I don't know, there's something that goes into the process of it. And that's kind of what I wanted to ask about the bar. Have you ever tried doing opposite hands? Yeah, balance? I keep I keep switching it. Like it's just because like, so, oh, and, and then I've, uh, I've, the pork leg still functions perfectly, but sometimes I've, I've, I've worn parts of it out. So, like, I spit it, and then sometimes it just it, it misses the catch, and then just like the handle flies off and it falls into my head. I love coffee too much. No, but, um, and that's what, like, and that's what I love. Like, I know you and me, like, really, really enjoy the process of things and just because of all the awesome stuff that comes in. And, like, you know, we just touched on, you know, barbecuing some meat. Um, we've talked about, uh, coffee and I think that's, those two things are another podcast alone, but just kind of when you dive into programming and I like, and I, I like in my, I always kind of like nicknamed you to me myself, no one else knows it. So first time you're going to hear it, it's just kind of like, you're like the mad scientist in programming. Because okay, like, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I, was like, well, I was like, what's he going to say? <laughs> I was like, oh. No, but the whole idea is like, you're, you're so meticulous with things like you, I've seen your spreadsheets on how you, you program things really far in advance in this sense of like what you're hoping to achieve and like you know for me i'm i'm personally i'm not the most organized person um but just seeing how meticulous are with that like these are the sort of ways we're going to hit throughout the year and then from there at least that's your broad basis and then you'll start kind of diving into okay how do we get the stimulus maybe potentially these movements from high skill low skill duration of workout to get all the different energy systems and that, that was really really cool but like what was the like what what started that? Like, what was there? Is there like a, a specific thing that you remember that you did? You're like, how come if we did this, it, it now becomes totally different? I think it was just around the time when I started using the the OPEX training system. Yes, I remember when you first started jumping on that course. Yeah, no, I play. I I kind of um, 
I feel like I one of my strengths as a coach is being able to see something and like really quickly break it down to understand it. Yeah. So I could see um, like a mobility drill. You know, you're like scrolling through Instagram and you're looking at all like the rehab guys' uh, pages and posts, and it's like, okay, a, here's a fix for like hip tilt. And there's like three other videos how to fix it. Like I can look at the first one and see I get how that works. So then when I started getting like deeper into understanding or more interested in CrossFit as a sport and trying to develop uh, workouts and programming that improved the guys that I was training, I could look at the stuff the better guys were doing and then get why. I was like, okay, I understand why they're putting that break in that place. I understand why they're increasing the weight at this stage in the workout. And I just kind of picked up on it. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. We could use that. So I kind of had an understanding of like how to incorporate um, what I refer to as energy system training uh, into programming. Basically, that just means breaking down workouts into intervals. Yeah. And I think that's a very powerful tool rather than just doing CrossFit to get better at CrossFit. Mm-hmm. I think if you're looking to get better at CrossFit, particularly as a sport or to be competitive and develop a deeper level of fitness, you need to approach it as a sport. And if you, I'd like to use this analogy, if you turned up at a basketball game and you're an NBA player, you're not just going to play basketball for 90 minutes. You're going to run drills and practice your three, uh, free throw. Well, that, that's your old school thinking. Right. Yeah, exactly. So then trying to develop it as a training system um, for the sport is is you break it down and you work on certain elements. And then I kind of understood that and think, hey, this is what we have to start doing. And then what took the leap and jumped into the, uh, the OPEX uh, courses and they really clearly broke it down and exposed me to a whole new and like the it was insane I just absolutely mind-blowing stuff because I was like man I get how this works it's genius like I really understand a really valuable um it was really valuable to <coughs> form <coughs> excuse me formally read all this stuff and learn prescriptions for programming and, and that was kind of the point where I started to understand it deeper and then start playing with it more like I said, just like watching other people do it and, mm-hmm. and trying to pick it up from there. Yeah, and that's one thing I've noticed like over the years too is like you, you're kind of weird in a way. Is like you just you just watch it go down. Like one, you always apply it to yourself, which I think is amazing. But two, then you know you've always had generally quite a lot of people following you through this stuff, and you just watch what was going on and go okay. And then it was very quick for you to like okay, this worked this way. Here's why. This is how we could tweak it to enhance that thing. And that, and that was really cool seeing you go through that. Yeah, and I think that's true as well that I've been very lucky to have people surrounded be surrounded by people that are pretty willing to try pretty stupid things mm-hmm. like I've, I remember saying stuff like to, to Adam for example um, uh, try this with like do this workout did the workout okay now let's try it with 40 pounds of weight vest on okay let's try it with 80 pounds of weight vest on and see what the time differences are or here we're going to do this workout I don't. It's, I'm guess I'm taking it as a testament to myself that people are willing to try this stuff. And I used to think before, and and my training up until my kind of like mid twenties was like the the harder you can make it, the better the results going to be. And just push yourself, push yourself, push yourself. And exposure to this OPEX stuff led me to realize that better is more, and harder isn't necessarily better. You can be you can get a lot more out of your training by controlling the volume. And controlling the intensity and channeling it in in a way that works on the areas that need the most development. Um, but yeah, I, I just I know it's pretty lucky to her, to be able to test a lot of this stuff out and to try an area. And again, on myself, and I spent years destroying myself, and now I'm fitter, stronger, 
and better at gymnastics than I was when I used to crush myself. Yeah. And I used to do 15 hours of training a week when yeah. I had more time. And I do maybe five or six hours training a week. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and, and that's kind of what, like where I'm kind of wanting to segue into it now. And, and like you've always, and I've said this before, it's like you always lead from the front. Like you've always had these people willing to follow you, but a lot of it is just because you do it yourself. And like, and you, 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 you'll try it first and, you, and then you'll be like, okay, this is fucked up. Let's see how you guys do based on <laughs> either doing the same thing or let's tweak this. You maybe make it worse. You may make it better. I think it's debatable depending who does the workout with For you. Sure. Um, but that's something I've noticed over the last few weeks. Like you've been running these, uh, like the Inferno and in, in, in the, in the last week in the gym. And um, you, you told me offline that it's just been like attendance in the gym was amazing. And like, you got this, the whole community of just like, oh, everyone just doing something and just trying to you know, trying to beat the workout is awesome. But one thing I loved about it is that you're doing it with them. You haven't just programmed something. It's like, hey, good luck. See what happens. It's like, no, no, no. You, you, you step forward first. You did the workouts. Now it's your turn. And I think that's really cool to see because I've seen that over the years with multiple competitions. You and the whole gym have jumped in. Like, we were at the grind. Uh, you were the grind, and you had like over half the teams were from your gym. Yeah. And, and I think, and and you know, that's basically one big party. Yeah. No. And. The uh, part of it is is one of my biggest kind of like philosophies as a coach is if I expect my athletes to do it, if it's good enough for my athletes and it's good enough for me. Yeah. Like nothing annoys me more than like, especially if you have a competitive program, like sure. coaches that program something for the athletes, but they're going to go and follow Invictus or comp training. Yeah. It's like, hey, if you think this is good enough for your athletes, and I get that not all athletes are at your level, um, and it's kind of a very specific uh situation that I've got where I've got guys that want to be competitive and I'm not a world-class athlete and I'm at a similar level to a lot of our guys so it's it's enough for me so I get that a lot of athletes need a bit more a lot of coaches need a bit more um but with with the Infer with the inferno workouts it was a case of proving it's possible because sometimes you you program yeah. stuff that's too hard and we wanted to test them all beforehand and we finished six out of seven of them so one of them was too hard to finish but at least like you said we tested it we tried it and then we put it out to everyone else. But I'll often do it, I'll program something in the morning, guys will get the workout. I'm like, you should be able to finish this in 20 minutes and no one will come close. Yeah. I'm like, right, I'll show you it's possible and I'll jump in and give it a go. And it's definitely not possible and <laughs> you mess it up. But yeah, I think it's important that you, my my why, my biggest why, I wrote a blog post about this and didn't actually put what my why was. And I was kind of prompting people to actually come and ask me what it is because I like having the conversation. Yeah. But my biggest why or my why and my reason for training, my motivation to um to push myself in workouts is that as a coach i need to be able to i i want the respect of my athletes so if i'm going to say no you have to do this or you can do this or if i'm going to give someone shit and tell them stop being a pussy you need to go you can push harder on this yeah i need to be able to do that myself so if i'm in a room and i look over and i see like parker's going unbroken on his pull-ups then yeah, I'm not gonna maybe go unbroken, but it's gonna motivate me to push harder because yeah. I want the the I want to be able to stand there and be like, hey, I'm putting myself through this, so I have the right to push you through this as well. Yeah, because I just think it looked pretty shitty. I'm like, you've got to work harder, but I'm not willing to put in the work. And, and there was, uh, you, you're telling me some really cool stories because that's something like, uh, you know, there you you are jumping in with your performance crew every day. If it's not in the morning, it'll be in the evening, but definitely on the weekends. And what I find really, really unique is even though you're doing the workout with everyone, you're still watching everyone. And it's kind of like, and I think that's from a coach's point of view, if you never switch off, you don't take a day off. 
Do you know what the worst part about that is, though? If you're in a workout, and a lot of the guys in the program are fitter than me, and a lot of guys in the gym will crush me on most workouts, but sure. the hardest part is when you're in there as an athlete doing the workout with them, and you want to correct them as a coach oh, on something, so and you don't want to say it because you don't want to look like you're being a prick. Just like you go, oh, no, you can't do that. And you're out of breath, so you look like you're shouting at them. It just looks like you're being a sore loser. It's yeah. the worst situation. Just push them over. So, guys... If we're in a workout and we're going head to head and I call you out for something, it's not because I'm trying to slow you down so I could overtake you in the workout. It's I'm trying to be a coach, but I'm just dying at the same time. So it sounds like I'm being an asshole. That, well, yeah. Well, but, but, but the, well, what I find really cool is like since you're all and you know everyone quite well, like you know why they're doing it and you know how to push their buttons and things like that. And like and like one thing uh, you told me is before, like you, you team up with people on purpose to push them harder because mm. you know they had it in them and normally they wouldn't really go. So, hey, I'm going to team up with them and I'm going to light a firecracker up his ass and see yeah. what happens. Yeah, and definitely. I, I think that's awesome as well to, for, so I can, I've got people in the gym that I've worked out with for years and years and years yeah. and I have a very good relationship with um, and have, we, especially like M, I know M really well and I don't, we did all, uh, like M, me, M, Fed and Dave, we work out a lot together. So mm -hmm. when we're together on a team, we don't have to talk, we just develop a level of communication. So I mean, it's really cool just to give each other the look. <laughs> yeah, or like, not even that, it's like, I can't finish this, that so you've got to finish it. So then to challenge like other people and put them into groups and pairings and stuff is a really fun environment to be like, how does this person react to the or that person? So but oh, I'm going to go with this person and I'm going to like, sabotage their workout a little bit by making them go too hard at the start and see how they cope with it as well so i like being put in that environment for myself because it's a good learning experience and getting to know the people on a uh, different level well that that's i mean for me that's the sign of like an amazing coach because you're not because i know you can talk about programming for like a lifetime but it, it's the, the one is the implementation of it to you doing it but to really knowing the people going through, like, you know, exactly who's good at what, who's bad at what, who needs to be pushed, who's holding back. Like, like it, as weird as it sounds, like, you know, these details quite intimately. And then like, and for you to create a certain environment like that, like, Hey, you guys are pairing up and we're just going to see what happens. So you're going to jump in with this guy or you can, uh, and then like, you, you may even do it. I'm probably like, I'm going to put you two together because you two are always going head to head. Let's see how you work together as a team. But I think like, you're just creating this amazing environment where just like for that hour, hour and a half of training, it's just like full on blinkers and you just, they're going to just go mental. And I think, uh, and almost like you're giving them permission to do it too. And mm -hmm. I think that's the sign of like amazing coach. Cause you're going through every step of it. And then you're also using that data to reassess how the next wave of programming is going to be. Cause like I've seen you do it. Like you've seen it like, okay, wow, they're, they're fucked. And it's like, okay, maybe we need to extend the deload a little bit. Maybe you've had to play with how much, how much you're going to push these guys this week yeah and vice versa there's a lot of people like we've just done a deload into a testing week where the volume's a lot low and people are getting restless so already i'm just like okay let's start ramping things back up again sooner and just and just play over that way and what i love about it is also uh, you're quite strict because it's it's notorious especially in the people who are they're in their in their element and they're <laughs> the top dogs in the gym and they, they're doing all these awesome programming programming but it's not enough Oh, uh, and, and I know that's um, a, like that's an endless conversation, but like oh, I know you have like pretty just you pretty much go look just you got to do what I do, and there's a reason why. But people like it's like wow, I just want to push it a little bit further. Like how, how have you handled that? In, this in is history? like my probably like <laughs> one of the hardest things that I have to do is I think, and I'm 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 writing this could be an in fact we should do an episode on this in itself because so. we could go on forever about yes. this, but I. 
one of some feedback I got after our first year of performance was um, to involve the athletes a little bit more on what the plan is to create more buying. And it was really welcome feedback. And I tried to change that as best I can. Yeah. And that's when I started doing the weekly videos to the Facebook groups to be like, this is the plan for this week. And I love keep people that's update. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, and now it's, so something I'm trying to work on is communicating what the plan, point of the workout is or the week is or yeah. the cycle is yeah. because some people just like they want to like do this and then they're going to do Inferno and you know who you are and no names but you know you know who you are but and it's fine and I, I have to understand that people are here to, to have fun yeah. and do what they think of their weaknesses and my biggest problem is I write what I think is the most well-rounded group participation yeah. program I can to get people better at competing in CrossFit. And that over the course of, and you look at over three days, so we haven't worked on handstand walks for the last three days, but if you look at the course of that over a four-week period, it's just like we've actually done it on average once a week. Yeah. Um, and I am very proud of the effort that we put into the program at Base yeah. and think that we offer a very good product and think that, uh, it is enough. So the hardest thing for me is when people are like, oh, I'm going to like practice my handstand walks after class. <laughs> but that is okay. And I need to understand and reel myself back in. Well, um, you've designed stuff for that too. Like I know you've, you've pumped out like the extra credit stuff, yeah. at least trying to at least cater them in a right direction. And the other one I get is people like, oh, why don't you give that person a hard time? And like, this is like, God on his truth. I feel, and some people know this and some people don't. And this may be like a shock to some people, but the people that put care and effort into what they're supposed to be doing. So for me, I have yep. people that commit to a certain program. Yep. If they stick to that program, and they're all in and they do the programming and they don't stray from the programming and they make amazing progress, um, then I will give them so much shit and I will like, what are you doing? Where were you yesterday? Haven't seen you for two days. What's going on? Just stop doing this, start doing this and yeah. like give them a really hard time. And that's yeah. my way of showing that I care. Yeah. The people that show up two or three times a week yeah. and they'll do that and they, the time is more convenient if they go to CrossFit instead of thing. Then I'm like, hey, bro, what's up? I haven't seen you for a week. Hope you're well. Like, I still care about that person, yeah. but I'm not going to put you. I will give you what you give me. So if you put time and effort into your uh, into the program, I'll put time and effort into you. Yeah. And the harder I am to you, the more committed you are and the more invested I am in your progress. It shows. And I think like with you know people who are sticking and like literally just they're just following you every step of the way, the results show because, you know, uh, you just said it before, like going harder. So sometimes doing more is not better. Sometimes doing like you know, I've told people to do less and then all of a sudden their performance goes up and they're like, sure. they're like, why? I'm like, you're actually fucking recovering. Yeah. And able to hit the next piece of work as hard as you should do. With the intent. Yeah. It's like, hey, I want you to go all out. And then they start going through. It's like, wow, I'm right I feel like I've been hit by a truck. And then, then what? Yeah. I know. And it's, and it's, it's fine. Like it's the people, these aren't, we're not paying these people to work out. I'm not professional athletes. I'm not the head coach of a team which gets paid to compete. These are people that come and pay me to exercise. So yeah. ultimately it's, it's fun and doing what you want to do. Um, but I do recognize people that are a little bit more serious about making progress sure. and I'll ride with people a little bit harder. And those are the people that are making much quicker progress where some people have been on the program for three years and haven't gotten that much better, but they're the ones that are less consistent or are often dipping in. Those are the ones that I have to give shit about for not sticking to the program aren't yeah. making the progress. Yeah. The ones that I hammer about still on the program, still on the program, still on the program because they're more committed are making much more progress. Well, that, and, and that's what, you know, that's the name of the game for anything that you use. Thing that wins all the time is consistency. Yeah. If you're jumping in and out, you're you got attendance in it, which is amazing one month and then like dies the next month. 
with training with, with anything it's, it's just not gonna go that well yeah. and then I, I'm like I love how you've generally just taken the care you have for coaching people programming you've transitioned it into this awesome business that you built with base three and it's like how in a, in a cool way because you were just talking about it a second ago I was like you're measuring everything like every metric like from like you know you're just telling me with since you've done inferno attendance for just the, the one section of the gym has just gone insane and i'm yeah. like that's cool and then now you're trying to understand why is it happening and mm-hmm. then how can you foster this again yeah. and almost like you can do this in cycles like hey every three months or four months you can do something where you can get the whole gym together and then it just be fucking awesome yeah and it's really cool to see how you do that yeah but like uh, all right so if i had to give you three challenges for goals if you had to have a personal one uh oh here we go yeah right and then if you have uh one for kind of like where you want the gym to be or where you want your program to be like if there is if uh, i know that's quite a a big question yeah there's a lot Uh, of those there's a lot of those yeah um so we'll start with the first one so if uh if in the next we'll go short-term goals for the next year or so okay what would you be a, a goal for yourself um okay so i want to qualify for an international crossfit competition okay awesome and I and I haven't put a metric on how big or prestigious I want the event to be, but it's just something to keep me focused with training. I always find that if I've got a, a task that I need to get better at, um, or something that I'm going to be tested on, I'll perform a lot better. So I haven't chosen which one yet. So I've got to pick an online qualifier that I have to try and qualify for an online competition. So if I'm looking at really easy ones, awesome. Hey, hey, <laughs> get, if you get in, you get in. And why is that important to you? Like, why do you want to jump in? It's just the mo- like. I am I'm, I'm super motivated to train um, day by like be motivated to train in the gym like I don't I don't struggle with motivation yeah. but it is just another thing to give me a reason to train a little bit harder or to just stay a bit more focused on my training because I'll push myself hard all the time but I'm always pushing the right direction. Like I'll go off on these tangents where I want to be like, oh, I'm going to get really good at squatting. Or I want to get really good at muscle ups. So I really want to uh, get good at this. Whereas this would give me something a bit more uh, specific to focus on. So yeah, that's my goal for my personal goal for the, the years to qualify for an individual cost. And I think it's great. One, I think always having a goal is like, it's amazing. Like I've started to do that. And just like little things like, like finances for me. I'm like, hey, if I set this target, let's see how quick I can get this done. I, mean, I even set goals, which are just like won't happen in the short space of time I've set it. But like how close can I get to it? And yeah. I think that's really cool. So seeing how you're doing that with training, uh, like and how about for this awesome place that you built? What, what do you see the goal here happening? What would you like to see happen? I mean, there's always like business goals of hitting X amount of members yeah. or performance based goals for the gym. But for me, it's how can we we can grow whilst maintaining the community that we've created because often you see something expand yeah. and you lose quality as yeah. as it as it gets bigger. And my biggest kind of concern is base three is growing and we're pushing to make it grow, but retaining the quality of the service that we offer and making sure that the team that we grow is able to support the community that we've build and maintain that community vibe as we grow and i love that like it's just one it's just you're trying to give the most value possible uh and that's i think that's important with anything like yeah yes numbers are important because that's why you, at least you can measure your business but i mean this is something we agree in it's just culture if you have this awesome culture like it just grows on itself you you're building your own tribe yeah and it said and you don't have a satisfied customer 
because um, I think just generally they'll leave, but you have just these raving friends and fans, and you've had them for years. Yeah. And then you were you're able to you know almost build a home for these guys and have this awesome place, and then you're just kind of like you're just growing this tribe, and it's it's really cool to see. So I think culture is amazing, and that's where you know people represent you, like what happened at the grind with all these competitions, like you know you can't ha hang on to your swag long enough in the gym because people are just buying it and representing you all over the place. Hey man, this base three shirts are the, my shirts to travel in all the time. I love it. It's comfy. It looks good. And, um, yeah, so I, plug. I enjoy it. Yeah. Plug, plug, buy base three swag. Uh, now big one for me is I've, I've heard in a lot of different podcasts. I was like, okay, how can I make this something that represents us a bit more and represents Craig a bit more? So, uh, there's a lot of like a personality question of who would you love to sit down, have a meal with, have a drink with. So if you were going to have, make your famous barbecue, uh -huh. who would be three people that you would want to be, would come in and sit down with you and have dinner with you? Don't judge me. Eminem. Okay. Um, Max Ohag. Max Ohag. Okay. Trying to think time head yeah. coach. Um, and who would my third one? I've never got past those two. Okay. Eminem, Matt Sarkar. Be a library dad, I don't really mind. So. Um, Maybe never met him before. Well, Eminem, but you haven't met him. And who am I third be? Freddie Mercury. Oh, wow. Just because I watched Bohemian Rhapsody over there and I thought it was insane. Yeah, it looked insane. Yeah, yeah so cool. that would be quite an interesting group of people. So two music artists and a... A genius programmer. Which I wouldn't, I'm not saying I'm a massive music person. Music's not like a huge part of like, um, like I'm not like diehard music. Sure. Um, I'm just like a massive Eminem fan. Wrong with and that? I have like a million questions because, so this is kind of like my embarrassing like fact about Craig is I know loads about Eminem lyrics to songs. Um, Led knows this. But there's so many like hidden lyrics and stuff in there that I'd want to ask, what did you mean when you say this? And what did you mean? Who was this talking about? And who was this? Um, Max O'Hag is just like an absolute genius and someone that I've aspired to follow lately and think the content that Training Think Tank put out is amazing. Um, and I would love to get into like a real in-depth conversation with him about not just programming, but like nurturing athletes, growing a business in the fitness industry. And then uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, I just thought, um, maybe not even Freddie Mercury, because that's quite unrealistic, but um, uh, what's the guy's name who played him? Oh, Rami uh, Malik. Yeah, maybe Rami Malik would do, because he'd obviously have a very good insight into what uh, Freddie Mercury is like. But I just, if you haven't watched Bohemian Rhapsody, then you should it's go unreal. and watch it, because it is such an amazing story. That's amazing. Yeah, but I think that'd be quite interesting. Cool. All right, so that's Craig in a nutshell, in uh, just over 30 minutes. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, it'll, this will be online real, real soon. Uh, but if you do have any other questions for Craig, I know he'll end up putting on the on the Instagram hashtag Insta. If you have any other questions, feel free to comment on below, and then maybe you can answer on the. On yeah, the happy topic. to. And if if they listen to this, it probably is online already. Yep. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's thanks, already, it's already happened. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. That was cool. That was fun. Thanks, brother. Have a good one.